What is good? All of our listeners, welcome to another episode of Games and Groceries. My name is Adam. And we won't give up until you buckle up. I love that commercial, by the way. I don't know why. I don't know why. It's just like with the kids in the back and they're just like uh, pretty much harassing their parents. And it's just they're like, not harassing their parents. They're harassing each other. True. Yeah. And it's just like, never give up. Never surrender. Don't give up until they buckle up. And I'm like, that's so intense. Like, why? I do also you think it was just a it, that just looked like terrible parenting. It did. Like, I don't know. Like, I, I just love I just love that commercial so much. It's, I, I think I get why. Like, oh, buckle up. Uh, yes, never give I understand up. the concept. Like, yeah, like, I understand. No matter what they're doing, don't just leave. Yeah. Never give up. Never surrender. I don't think they say never surrender. Never surrender. That's not what they say. Liz, how you doing? Ugh. Oh, okay. Sorry. Uh, why are you ugh? I've had a cold all week and it won't go away. Yeah. It started last Monday with a sore throat, I think. Yeah. And then it just got worse throughout the week. And then it thought I thought it was getting better. I can breathe through my nose sometimes. Like... Now I can, but then like in an hour, I'll probably have to blow my nose or something. But now I have a headache and a sore throat. I just don't know. I've had a cold all weekend. I just, I just want it to go away. I don't want to deal with it anymore. Yeah. Like dealing with the cold, it's just. It's it, a nuisance. It's yeah, not even it's, like it's terrible. It's just a nuisance. Like now that I can breathe through my nose, it's a little better. Like I can go to sleep. Yeah. But you the sore throat for no reason and the headache and yeah. having to blow my, like having to make sure I have tissues. I can blow my nose when I need to. It's just. Ugh, I just, it's such a nuisance. Yeah, it's just like, you don't want to like go up to people and be like, oh, my life is horrible. But it's just like, it, it takes you down just enough where you just it's can't do anything. Yeah, it's just that, that exhausting factor that a cold, like a, a cold is so small. Yeah. But it, it just exhausts you. Like I literally, like I woke up fine. But then as the morning went on, like as I was making my breakfast, I'm like, oh my God, I need to go back to bed. Yeah. Like I am so drained just from waking <laughs> up. And like it's like, and as an adult, you still have to go to work. You still have to do things. Yeah. Like, when you're a kid, if you have a cold, like I, if I was a parent, and my kid had like a really bad cold. I'd be like, stay home. Stay home. Play like, Assassin's Creed. Yeah. Like yeah. just do do you take a nap? Do play whatever you want. Just stay home. Yeah. As an adult, it's like I still have to go to work. Yeah. It's not fair. <laughs> exactly. Um, speaking of, blah, that Super Bowl last night. That was so boring. Yeah, it was. Wombat from CADCast tweeted, like, am I the only one who enjoyed it? I was like, yes. Yeah. And like, yes, you are. That was so boring. It, up until, like, the last, like, two minutes, it was so boring. Yeah, if the Rams came back, I would have counted that as, like, a, a good Super Bowl, at least. It would have been a good two minutes. It would have been the good last two minutes, but it was just so boring. But what was cool is that we held a uh, youth group uh, Super Bowl party. Yeah. So I got to, like, because it was so boring, I got to talk with a lot of parents. I yeah. got to talk with some, some youth kids that they haven't come in a while. So we got the catch up. Uh, I smoked a kid at Madden. So oh, I'm so glad that you beat the junior in high school. He was a sophomore. Oh, I thought it was a junior. <laughs> yeah. Um, Good job. But, you beat a 15 year old. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was it was fun though. Like I we got to talk to people. I had a uh, trivia competition, yeah. and uh, I thought my mm -hmm. questions were kind of easy. I thought I put you on silence, phone. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so. Like, I thought my questions were easy, but people had, like, a really tough challenge. Stumped. Yeah. Like, my first question was, Tom Brady, and you can you can answer this yourself. Tom Brady was tied, was tied now, 
with what's uh, with what player for the most Super Bowl career wins, right? I don't remember the answer. Well, uh, my options were, I forget what A was, but then it was Charles Haley, Jim Kelly, and Warren Moon. And Charles Haley, who was the pass rusher for the 49ers and the Cowboys. Yeah, I still don't remember that answer. Yeah. Uh, but I had some pretty tough questions, apparently, so I was really happy about that. Yeah. Yeah. Good job. But uh, So before we get into our first segment, um, we just want to remind you all to follow us on Twitter, uh, at Gaming Groceries. Follow us, uh, us individually. I'm... Uh, bleh, mine is... <laughs> at Ace the Grocer. So mine is at Ace the Grocer. Mine is at Journey First. So you can follow us individually and give us your love there. But follow us on uh, at Gaming Groceries because we spread gaming news or what we're going to do with the podcast. Follow us on Instagram, Games and Groceries, all one word. And as we say every single week, oh, uh, check out our website, gamesandgroceries.com. Yes. Um, and if you're listening on iOS, Spotify, iHeartRadio, give us your honest feedback, star ratings. We, we love to hear your feedback. We love hearing what you think of the show because we do this for you guys. Like we do this for your entertainments every single week. So uh, however we can make it more entertaining for you, we, we would love to hear it. So, but uh, yeah. And we also uh, shout out for our, our friend, our really good friend, Absolute Prodigy. Uh, he's a Twitch streamer. And a really special uh, announcement here. He's actually doing his very first charity stream. Yes. Uh, he is going to be featured on the charity stream called Power Up. It's a charity event for Latinx Futures. So it's for uh, school districts, for Latin communities, and helping them uh, thrive more. And this is going to be a 24-hour charity stream on various platforms. So mm-hmm. uh, our really good friend, as I said before, Absolute Prodigy, Follow him on Twitch. Uh, he's going to be streaming for 24 hours for charity. And he's going to be uh, streaming Kingdom Hearts 3. He said, he told me this morning he's going to be uh, on Minecraft too. So Nice. Yeah. Um, but this is going to be happening February 18th. That's February 18th, 2019. Uh, 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time to February 19th, 9 a.m. Eastern Time. So uh, at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, February 18th, it will be a 24-hour stream. And uh, he's going to be raising funds for the Latinx community or the Latinx uh, futures. Uh, but this is a. Oh, cool. Uh, almost a, I'm just reading uh, what he gave me. This is for the Hispanic Scholarship Fund as well. Nice. So this is a, a really awesome uh, charity event. This is awesome uh, for those communities. So if you need more details, uh, you can tweet it. I'm at Chianchira. I'm going to spell that for you. Uh, it's at. S H I R Chien. So just tweet at me and I'll give you his yeah. <laughs> Twitter handle. Um, I can totally spell. Uh, but Chien Shira. Uh, but yeah, follow him on Twitch. He's going to be streaming tonight and uh, ask him about the details. But this is a really awesome event. Uh, he has a link to uh, set up funds for if you want to donate to this charity fund. But um, really awesome events. So. I probably won't be watching for 24 hours. Uh, that's a that's a weekday, February 18th. Yeah, it's a Monday, but it's President's Day, so everyone has off. School oh, you're right. Yeah, and work and everything. And on Mondays are our day off too. Yeah. So yeah, I'll watch the majority of it. Uh, but yeah, so go check him out, Absolute Prodigy on Twitch. Uh, and this is a really awesome event for him. So really awesome to see him uh, do an event like this. So I think this is a really good time. To jump into our first segment, Movie Minutes. 
Movie Minutes is a segment where we like to talk about uh, movies that we saw during the week, whether it be in theaters, Netflix, on Blu-ray. But we just want to talk about uh, some movies we watched. And this week, it's a it's a really, really good one. It's interesting. very much enjoyed this. This is called Eighth Grade. This is directed, written and directed, I believe, by Bo, uh, Bo Burnham. Uh, this is actually free on Prime Video. So if you got Amazon Prime, you got Prime Video. This is free. If you got Amazon Prime, overall thoughts, what do you think? It was good. It was really interesting. Mm-hmm. Like, it didn't really have a plot, but it's the first. Wait, what? It had a plot. It had a plot. Like, it, it did. Wait, wait, what do you find define as a plot? Like, a literal, like, this is our story. Like, it's following a specific storyline, and there's a goal to be met. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I see what you mean. It, it kind of really it just kind of followed her through that last week. Yeah. So, I, OK, I see what you mean by a plot. But I'm like, yeah, it had kind of a plot. That's yeah. what I mean. Like, it yeah. didn't really. Yeah. Like it did and it didn't. But and usually I don't like those. I like a defined story. Like, why yeah. are we watching this? Yeah. She wasn't delivering a ring to Mordor. But yeah. Uh, but you overall thoughts. I liked it. Mm-hmm. I thought it was good. Like I said, I usually don't like movies that don't have that defined plot Mm -hmm. but it was pretty good um and it was pretty um realistic yeah in what it was describing like a lot of the time you were asking me like is this what eighth grade girls do yeah and i was like well i didn't but i'm sure others did Mm -hmm. yeah exactly um that that's the thing it was so lifelike it was so realistic so uh before i jump into like my thoughts I think this is really fair to compare huh, uh, to mid-90s. Reason yeah. being, they came out generally around the same time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they came out around the same time. They're both about uh, the struggles of being a young person in America. Mm-hmm. And they were written and directed by two comedians that want to be taken more seriously yeah. in Hollywood. And I'm honestly saying that 8th grade took the spotlight here. Yeah. Like, it... The thing with mid '90s, uh, the the biggest complaint I had about mid '90s is that Jonah Hill tried to be way too artistic. Like he yeah, tried, he forgot to explain things. And that's the thing; he focused more on being an artistic cinematographer and it being an artistic director than actually focusing on telling the story. Yeah. Whereas Eighth Grade really focused on the story and let the art define itself. Yeah. So one of the points I had that I really loved is that the especially the main character Kaylee, Kaylee, right, or Pretty Kayla, sure it's Kayla, Kayla, okay, Kayla. um, yeah, I think it's Kayla, uh, but she was such a well-rounded character. She wasn't a mm-hmm. two-dimensional like, oh, I'm just a shy girl going through eighth grade and I just want to break out of my shell. She was shy, but she wanted to break out. Like yeah. she wanted to become popular, but she didn't want to voice her opinions too much yeah and it was just this constant tug of war where she wants to be popular on instagram popular on youtube but when it comes to the real world she couldn't figure out how to put a sentence together yeah and it, she was just so well-rounded this was a three-dimensional character she mm-hmm. had uh so many there were so many things about her and her struggle that you could relate to this seemed like an authentic not just yeah. a realistic but this seemed like an authentic eighth grader yeah and what i appreciate from this film is that um i 
like I said, oh, surprise, surprise, youth pastor. Uh, I work with sixth grade to 12th grade. So I work with eighth graders all the time. And this is pretty much exactly how they are. Yeah. Like they, they're, they're trying to break out the shell to get into high school, but they're still in the middle school stage. So they're in just this rough transition in life. Yeah. And that's the thing. That's what I liked about this movie. It wasn't about eighth grade. It was about, like you said, it was focusing on the last week of eighth grade. Yeah. So it wasn't like, oh, this this is the new year in eighth grade. She's already gone through it. Yeah, she's gone through it. They visit, which I think they waited a while. Like they they wait to their last week of eighth grade to visit a high school. Mm-hmm. But they visited the high school they'd be going to the next yeah. year, and like it was those things that they were doing in that last week of eighth grade, getting their minds ready to leave middle school and go into high school next year. Yeah, and that, and that's the thing. It's just um, it was just so well rounded, refreshing, uh, and even the ones who seemed. Uh, shallow right they were shallow for a reason and it was an authentic kind of shallow because like i said i deal with eighth graders and there was one scene where uh it's in the trailer so don't worry uh where uh kayla is trying to talk to these two popular eighth graders and they're just on their phones and they were just like huh what yeah like they were just like it's spaced out on their phones yeah and it wasn't in a way of they did Bo Burnham didn't portray them in a way of shallowness, like, oh, whatever, like Mean Girls. Yeah. They portrayed them in a way of actual eighth graders. They're just so focused on their phones, but but they weren't shallow. They were just like, oh, um, yeah, they, they don't talk. They just don't talk. Yeah. And that's how an eighth grader is. It's just like they, they have their social life. And if you try to like, if they're so inclined in their social life yeah. and they're... Um, social media life that if you try to break them out into the real world they don't ha- know how to react yeah and that's how it portrayed to me it portrayed like an authentic eighth grader yeah like i i kind of um really picked apart this movie because like i said like i i deal with teenagers yeah. like yeah. that's my job so like i i was seeing it from a perspective of someone who regularly uh works with these kids yeah so it's like it was really cool to see like Bo Burnham understood what it's like. Yeah. But um, so, like I said, I asked you, is this kind of authentic to an eighth grade girl? Um, Would you say this is kind of like how things were? See, my only struggle with answering that is that I went to a private Quaker school. Oh, yeah. So it's I didn't get that like full experience of like a like I didn't like and even if I didn't go there, I would have been in a k through eight school Mm -hmm. like you went to an actual middle school yeah you went through a sixth through eighth grade school in philly yeah whereas i would have been either been in a k through eight or in my private school which there were only one two there were only four girls in the class yeah yeah four maybe five but so i didn't really have a full experience so i mean it was I mean, it is kind of how I act, but I, I really don't know because mm-hmm. I wasn't, I don't want to say I wasn't normal, but I'm not the average yeah. teen. I wasn't the average eighth grade you girl. You weren't the average bear. What? Was that Yogi Bear? That's a, I've I am... never watched Yogi Bear, so oh, I don't no. know. I'm learning so much about you. You knew that already, actually. So don't even play that. Yeah. But, but. anyway, mm-hmm. so I wasn't, 
the average eighth grade girl either. So to say, I mean, she's, it seemed familiar because I am introverted. Yeah. But you would not catch me trying to not be introverted because I didn't even realize I was when I was in eighth yeah. grade. So. And that's the thing. Like, this wasn't like your average eighth grader. Like, it didn't rely on the tropes. Yeah. Like, she, she, she had her own story. She was very mature. She was very mature. But she was still trying to break out and she was still trying to get attention. By the way, I, I was cringing in the entire movie, not because of the lines, but because like, oh, no, like I'm starting to remember like how I was like in in eighth grade and just like from the guys perspectives. And yeah. when the guys were talking, um, I started to like remember how much like I've changed since then. Yeah. It wasn't cringing like, oh, the lines were so cringy. You just cringe because you think about yourself. Oh, memories. Yeah, the memories. And it was just so lifelike in that way. Um, And I think it was it were it was a really important movie to watch because, you know, kids today, they're they're going through more struggles than we can ever go through. Yeah, because they have they have full on social media. The most we had was MySpace. And even back then, I don't think in eighth grade I had a MySpace. MySpace I had really one. No, it wasn't really a thing when you were in eighth grade, but I had one in eighth grade. Yeah. I, you, I had it seventh and eighth grade. Yeah. Um, That's the most we have, but they have yeah. Snapchat, Instagram, oh gosh, Twitter. They have so much. Mm-hmm. And it's just that a, I would never let my eighth grader use mm-hmm. at all. Because it's just a it's just a life of comparison. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, even like doing this podcast, uh, like I catch myself like on Twitter, like compare myself to other people's successes yeah and like i always try to remember that one line it's not the perfect line because it's not always true but it says that you know other people's successes are not your failures and i try to remember that sometimes it is your failure but that's beyond me um but like it's just a life of comparison it's a life of yeah seeing what others have done and you trying to compare yourself yeah and it's just so authentic that it it is the art he, yeah. he didn't focus on being artsy. He focused on being true and authentic to the mm-hmm. life of an eighth grader in 2019, 2018. Uh, and that's what was so refreshing about it, that it was an art because he was authentic. Mm-hmm. So I, I think Bo really, really did such a great job on this on this movie. The other thing I liked about it was that every time you thought you were going to predict what was going to happen next, yeah, it didn't happen. Like this wasn't a predictable movie. Like every time we tried, like cringing because we thought we knew what was going to happen. Because like other tropes in other movies, yeah. But he never did them. Like yeah. literally, no no point in this movie was predictable, and I liked that. Yeah, and it wasn't like in a way of like, like oh man, it wasn't predictable. It was it floored us, but it wasn't predictable because you're just like. Oh, uh, this is the part where they do this. This is the part. Yeah. This is just another teenage movie, but it wasn't. It like, wasn't. It was, and for people who watch movies as much as we do, yeah. it's appreciated, especially the ones, the ones that are always based off of like middle school, high school are always raunchy and dirty and yeah. full of sex. And I'm just like, they who, just, they what tried. high school did you go to? They try too hard. Yeah. To they be do. edgy. They do. Um, and it's annoying sometimes. It is. But, uh, and there is like, there is like sexual content in this, but it didn't try to be edgy. Yeah, it, it didn't. And to, it didn't take it too far. Like I'd be perfectly fine watching this with my eighth grade child. Um, I'm not gonna spoil it, but the one scene, um, where her, I'm not gonna say it. No. Um, <laughs> that was funny, but that that's the other point. Her dad. Uh, this is the last point we'll make, and then we'll go to our next segment. 
but her dad was just so funny. Like, yeah. And that's the thing. Most of these movies where like, oh, it's a single dad with um with an only daughter. The dad must be a jerk or something. Yeah. But the dad was just really trying hard just he to just, be a dad. Yeah. He really just wanted her to know that he was there for her. And she's like, dad, shut up. Yeah. And there's one point where he like he thought she hated a food. And he's just like, wait, I thought you hated it that last week. I wrote it down. Like he took out like his phone. He, he wrote it in his phone saying that she didn't like this food because he didn't want. He was trying so hard because she had told him, like, you always forget that I don't like it. And he's yeah. like, I wrote it down this time, though. You said down. you didn't like it. Yeah. And then she like had like. She's like, well, I changed my mind. It was so funny. But the dad was a struggle. He wasn't struggling. He was just trying to be a dad. Yeah, it was so funny. It, like, I loved the character of the father and I can't remember his real name. Yeah, I don't know. But like there's just so many scenes between her and the dad that was just so funny. And it was just so real. I love the dad character. Yeah. Like I absolutely And adored he never him. he never minded when she acted like a teenager. Like yeah, no. like when she gave attitude, he was like, Okay. Okay. Okay, I'm yeah. leaving. And he just tried to encourage her to yeah, to put herself out there. Yeah. Um, and he encouraged her with her videos like your your videos are just so amazing. You're yeah. so awesome. And she's just like she didn't want to. It was so real. It was so authentic. I know. It was so good. I love this movie because it was just so authentic. And I absolutely love the dynamic between the dadder, the the da- dadder, the, <laughs> the dad and the daughter, like the dadder. Um, <laughs> it was just so real. I highly recommend this. My final score, if I'm comparing this to mid-90s, and I believe I gave that movie a 7.5 or an 8, I have to give this movie a 9 or a 9.5. I have to because if I gave mid-90s a 7, then I have to give this a 9 if we're going to compare it. And if I didn't watch mid-90s, I might give this an 8 or an 8.5, but just because it did so many things better than mid-90s, and it's just such a realistic telling of yeah. an eighth grader i have to give this a nine out of ten like yeah. it, it was just so fantastic yeah would you agree or would you give it a lower i would probably give it an 8.5 or a nine mm-hmm. not for any specific reason yeah it wasn't the perfect movie yeah it wasn't it wasn't like it was an amazing movie it was just it was a good movie and it wasn't a waste of my time yeah Where there are movies that i watch i was like well that was a waste of two hours and that's the thing this is a uh, an hour and a half an hour, hour 40? 40 i think yeah and so it wasn't too long either like yeah. it didn't it didn't overstay its welcome yeah, it didn't even take us the whole night like most movies mm-hmm. um but yeah so highly recommend this if you're on amazon prime it's free on prime video uh so go check it out uh or just buy the blu-ray uh, watch this movie like yeah. it was absolutely fantastic yeah. um from a story uh, now the reason why i want to give it a 10 just just simply there's just some parts that were just a little slow. It it wasn't perfect. Like that's yeah. the thing. That it, there's no specific reason. It just wasn't the perfect film. Yeah. But I would definitely give it a nine out of ten. Yeah. But so that's Eighth Grade by uh, written and directed by Bo Burnham. Go check it out. Free on Prime Video. If you don't have Amazon Prime, I how 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 do you live? Yeah. <laughs> but so uh, we really really enjoyed this film. If you couldn't tell before. So I think that can slide right into our next segment. Top three gaming news. 
Top 3 Gaming News is the segment where we look at the news from this past week and we just uh, rank them. This isn't every single gaming news to come out this week, but this just is just the ones we liked. Just the ones we liked. So, <laughs> uh, but yeah, let's start with number three. Uh, that GameStop, GameStop stock plummets after abandoning plans to sell the company. This is coming from a CNBC um, a report saying that the board determined the board of GameStop. Uh, so I guess the board of trustees or the board of treasurers uh, determined not there was not enough available finances to be acceptable to a buyer, meaning that the buyers looked at them. They looked at their financial growth and they're like, ooh, we can't fix this dog. So yeah. so the board is like, oh, you know, we broke up with them. They didn't break up with us. Yeah, um, okay. So their stock plunged 28 percent. There's their stock plunged. It might have plunged even more as we're recording yeah. this. They uh, they did a loss of 430 million dollars in market capitalization that's a lot of money and after they sold their spring mobile line they gained uh 735 million dollars they gained that from selling the spring mobile so now they're just deciding like oh do we pay off debts do we try to fix the company with that pay your debts i i i don't care what you are or what life situation you're in i don't care if you're a business or a single person yeah. or the biggest corporation in america pay your debts if you have money pay your debts first worry about everything at second pay your debts first exactly because once your debts are paid that's less money you're owed that you can get to keep yeah. later and pay your debts oh here's your wake-up call oh nice uh this is going for number two uh gaming news so i'll talk about that in a little bit um but yeah so they're just deciding what to do with that line. Like you said, just pay your debts. If you got the money, pay your debts. Pay your debts. Um, and they're now looking for a permanent CEO. You're not going to get that, dog. No. So if one of your CEOs lasted three months and jumped ship for, quote, unquote, personal reasons, <laughs> he's like, oh, um, I, I have to go for um, personal reasons. Oh, my goodness. Um, and they can't get a buyer for their company, right? They can't get a buyer for their company. No one wants anything to do with GameStop. So everyone go to GameStop and hit Oopsies. all the, get out all everything, all the sales before it closes. Yeah, I'm waiting for the closure sale. Like there's a couple games that I wanted and I'm just like, you know what? Let's what? wait. I'll just wait because I'm guessing GameStop is gonna have their deep clearance sales in six months. The way they're going right now, Six months from now, we're going to see see really deep uh, clearance sales followed <laughs> by another six months to a liquidation sale. Yeah. So within a year. And it sucks because I I worked at GameStop. I enjoyed the people that worked at GameStop. We're not trying to say that like, oh, good riddance to the people because I was one of those people. Yeah. I love my I love my coworkers yeah. at GameStop. It was just the GameStop as a company. Just yeah, the did, company is just not run correctly. Yeah. Like I'm, like I feel super horrible for anybody to lose their jobs like that. Yeah. Um, but it was just the company didn't know how to run itself. I mean, I'm not going to go into detail, but they did not hire management from within. I still remember my boss. Uh, he was supposed to be ranked up to yeah. uh regional manager, or uh, I can't remember what it's called. I think it's regional. Uh, but he was supposed to be ranked up to it at at a conference. To then find out that this person completely from the outside was there to take his job away. 
And he worked hard. He worked years. Whereas when you're hired, you were told that you'll you can work your way up. Yeah. And that, so that yeah. was a lie. It was. And I was just like, I felt horrible for him because he was like he he was the best boss I've ever had. Yeah. Um so it just sucks for them, but GameStop needs to pull itself together. They need to get with the times. They need to hire people who actually know about video games. Yeah. Because uh, some of the regionals that I had did not play a single video game ever. Yeah. They just wanted money. That's all they wanted. Yeah. Um, it just it just sucks for those people. Yeah. So moving on to number two gaming news. Uh, this is actually happening while we're recording. Uh, but I'll talk about that in a bit. Number two gaming news is that Apex Legends... Uh, just popped out as a rumor. And this, yep. uh, this was super interesting to me because um, it started with the quartering. I want to give him full credit because nobody's get, been giving him credit. Like Polygon, Kotaku were saying, oh, some sources were saying it was the quartering. Yeah. Stop your nonsense. Um, but the quartering, uh, YouTuber the quartering, uh, he got from his sources that a new Titanfall-esque universe game is going to be coming out. It's going to be a free-to-play battle royale game that's uh, that's supposed to be playing like Overwatch or Rainbow Six Siege in the gameplay of Blackout Mode um, titled Apex Legends. And this was supposed to be announced from a source, from Quartering Source. Uh, it was supposed to be announced Saturday and released on Monday. So on Saturday, I pretty much wasted my entire day just like really deeply trying to look for anything news worthy yeah and then i saw that there was going to be a super bowl ad and i was like they're gonna spend five million dollars on a free-to-play spinoff game yeah that's weird and so then it gets to the super bowl and no super bowl ad like appears and i'm just like um, okay and i'm just like um i thought my computer was going to shut off Ooh, that was scary um and then uh no super bowl ad and then i'm looking through twitter and I'm just trying to find out, like, if I missed something or anything. Mm-hmm. And so then I tweet. Sometimes I'll tweet things that makes me sound stupid. And then people will call me out on it and then say, like, oh, no, look over here. Which, yay, somebody did it. Yeah. So I, I tweeted out, like, oh, man, those Super Bowl ad. I hope it's a real thing. And somebody called me out and said, like, oh, no, they announced it here, dummy. Yeah. And so how they announced it was if you looked on Respawn's Twitter page. If you looked on Respawn's Twitter page, their banner changed to Apex Legends. The one place I did not look was on their Twitter page. <laughs> and I was like, you got to be kidding me. So now as we're recording this, they're um, they're now streaming their teaser trailer for Apex Legends. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be releasing later today at Monday. I can't wait to play this. But this was just super interesting to me personally. Because uh, this goes to show the power of the internet right now you know they could have spent five million dollars mm-hmm. and had a super bowl ad and had a hundred uh plus million people watch it and mm-hmm. find out about the game but this just came out as a little uh leak quote unquote yeah. a little leak to the quartering and in that leak uh even the quartering said like uh listen i'm doing this for good reasons you know what those good reasons were free advertising yeah that's what it was they didn't have to spend a dime nope. on the advertising. All they had to do was tell one YouTuber 
And then it spread like wildfire. Yeah. Everybody knew, started to hear about Apex Legends. I started to tell my friends about Apex Legends. Yeah. They started to tell their friends about Apex Legends. So people started to hear about this and didn't have to spend a single dime. That's amazing. Isn't that crazy? Like, and I know that it doesn't sound too interesting, but to me, it's just like, that's the power of the river mill. That's the yeah. power of Reddit. That's the power of YouTube. Yeah. Right. Um, and that's just crazy to me. I'm not faulting EA or I'm not faulting Respawn for doing that in that kind of fashion. Like, mm-hmm. why couldn't you spend the money? That's really well planned. Like, they probably planned it from the beginning. Like, listen, we're going to spread around that we have advertising for this. We're going to spread around that it's a leak. But altogether, it's just going to be free advertising for us. Yeah. And it worked. Yeah. I don't think it will. Now, that's another topic we could do for another podcast is the rumor mill, like how powerful that is for advertising. Yeah. I don't think it can work for every single game, but it worked for this. Yes, it did. And I think they planned it to work like that. Oh, yeah. It's just it was just a really interesting thing for me to follow. Um, but, yeah, I think that will be another uh, discussion time, mm-hmm. another talkie time for later on. Maybe another next week. Talkie time. Talkie time. But. Yeah, so that was that was super interesting to see. Um, and then finally, I think we can get to the number one gaming news. This is really interesting for your standpoint. Um, but Quantic Dream is no longer making PlayStation exclusive games. Yeah. So Quantic Dream is the makers of your favorite games. Yes. David Cage games. So yeah. which are? Um, well, there's I have to remember all of them. I mean, Detroit, Becoming Human, yeah. Beyond Two Souls, yeah. Heavy Rain, um, The Last of Us. Nope. No, not The Last of Us? No, The Last of Us was Naughty Dog. Oh, no, not The Last of Us. That's not the one I meant. Until Dawn. Nope. No? No. Okay. <laughs> uh, Fahrenheit. I didn't play that. No, nobody should play Fahrenheit. That was such a weird game. I think that was the first Quantic Dream game, and it was just so odd. It was good. It was just really, really odd. I don't think you would like it, honestly. Anyway, but they make the games that I... Yeah, but they made Heavy Rain, uh, Beyond Two Souls, and uh, Detroit Become Human. I may be missing another one. I was going to say, I thought there was another one. There might be, and I just can't remember. Um, But yeah, this is coming from an interview from Variety saying that the objective... uh, Quantic Dream said, the objective is to be present on all platforms where there's an audience. Uh, Yeah, and like... Do you agree with that? Like, yeah, I mean, I agree with their reasoning. Yeah. Um, but you're taking a picture of the dog. I am. He's falling asleep standing up. Yeah. Um, but, mm-hmm. <laughs> but the only thing that makes me sad about it is the fact that I bought a PlayStation to play these games. Yeah. And now it doesn't matter. I mean, I'm glad we bought the PlayStation because I really like it. I like the controller yeah. better. Because it's small. It's I don't like small. it because it feels more dinky to me. Yeah. Whereas, I mean, I never thought about it because we only had an Xbox when we first got married. So I first yeah. started playing games on Xbox. But we got the PlayStation. I kind of like the idea of having my own system apart from yeah. yours. And I like that my controller's smaller. Yeah. And also, I learned to use a whole new controller. Like, I want to use it. So, I told Adam, like, I don't care if they're going to be on Xbox. We're still all buying them on PlayStation because mm-hmm. those will still be my types of games. Therefore, they go on my system. Yeah. So. And, and that's the thing. They they did not say that they're 
In fact, uh, one of them said, uh, they assured the audience that they will continue to make PlayStation games, but they just want to be present on all relevant platforms. So it doesn't yeah. say that they're not going to play make PlayStation games. No, but they're no. going to make them for everything now. Yeah. And this is coming after the news that uh, NetEase, uh, which is the Chinese mobile company. Mm-hmm. So so it's a, not just mobile, but they, they uh, invest in mobile games and esports games. But now they're investing in uh, Quantic Dream. My goodness, Floki, you're pathetic. <laughs> um, silly dog. But yeah, so like this is just saying that, hey, now we have the funds to do what we want to do. Mm-hmm. NetEase is going to fund us, and this is just going to make the games better and better and better. Yeah. So I I appreciate this news because um, more people should play these kinds of games. Oh my gosh, yes. They're, they're, they're amazing. Like there are times where people ask us like, oh, I don't really like shooter games. I don't know. You know, I don't, I'm not very great at games, I, you know, but I really like them. Like yeah. what should I play? And we tell them the David K games. They're like, oh, but I have an Xbox. I wonder if at some points they're going to make like a David Cage trilogy or like a game. It's not a trilogy, but a David Cage like trilogy pack or like a collector's pack for the PC and uh, Xbox. I don't think it will come out for Nintendo Switch. That would Switch. probably be a good idea. Yeah. Like and that would be come. a good marketing idea for Xbox gamers to catch up without breaking the bank. Yeah. I um, can definitely see it for PC. Um, yeah, that would be cool. I, would I mean, unless if Sony still owns the rights to those games. Yeah. It depends on what their contract was when leaving. Yeah, I didn't look into like if if Sony or yeah, or if Sony like owned those games yeah. from David Cage or like if they owned the rights to it. So it I didn't depends. look at that. But that would be a really cool thing, like to have like a trilogy pack. Yeah. For and that would be cool on Nintendo Switch. That'd be really cool. Yeah. I'm not sure if it could. I'm pretty sure Heavy Rain could be on the Nintendo Switch for sure. Um, yeah. But Detroit become human. I, I don't see why not. It all, I mean, you'll just have to wait and see. I guess. Yeah, that would be cool. But uh, yeah, look out for that. But so that's quickly going through the top three gaming news. Again, GameStop plummets. Uh, Apex Legends, look out for that today. It's apparently, apparently, uh, Apex Predators. Oh no, Apex Legends. I keep saying you keep Apex. saying Apex Predators. Apex. Why didn't they call it that? But uh, Apex Legends uh, is going to be dropping at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time or 12 p.m. Uh, Pacific Standard Time. So that's really cool. And then we also have Quantic Dream is no longer making places in exclusive games. It's going to be a multi-platform uh, studio, which yeah. is really really cool. Yeah. Um. Actually, yeah, there was a rumor that Xbox would buy like a Sony owned uh, company. We all thought it would be Quantic Dream, but NetEase made the deal. So I still think they're going to buy Insomniac. I still think Xbox is going to announce that they purchased Insomniac games. So that would be really, really cool. Um, So I think this is a good time to jump into our final segment of the podcast, which is talkie time. Talkie time. We're I feel gonna... like my voice is so muted today because of my cold. Like, yeah, I feel like I'm like, like you can only hear the base of my voice. So you can't hear anything else. Yeah, we'll record your segments um, when you're better. Yeah, yeah, because we're gonna record. Talk time. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's how you should do it. Talk time. Talk time. 
So every single week, we like to take uh, some discussion uh, about the games industry, right? Uh, whether it be from us as gamers or something that happened in the gaming industry. And this week, we want to talk about that not every hit game is going to be everyone's hit game, right? Yes. So this is talking about, this is kind of going on everybody loves game genres. Yeah. But this is really trying to dive into... Like when Call of Duty Black Ops 4 came out, it's like, oh, why don't why do you want to play that? Why do you want to play that? And it's kind of like gaming should not be about obligatory buying. Yeah, like you're not a gamer if you don't buy this game. Right. Or if you're not excited for this game. If you're not excited, if you're not stoked for this game, then you're not a true gamer, yeah. which that's just bizarre to me. Yeah. Right. Uh, what are some games, for your example, that's everyone's excited for, but you're not like too excited? Um... Kingdom Hearts. No. Yeah, me neither. Like, I don't... It's not that I'm against it. I just don't know no. anything about it, but it doesn't look like I would enjoy it too much. Mm -hmm. Sorry. Yeah. You want a more slow-paced game. Yeah. And, like, Halo thing. No! You know that already. Like, I I, I'm that. not a big alien game-type yeah. person. Yeah. Um. So those types of games don't get me excited. But, like... I'm interested in playing God of War. Yeah. I'm interested in playing all the Assassin's Creeds. Mm -hmm. um, something that has a plot. <laughs> like ac action adventure games. Yeah. Something where like, because like, especially like with Assassin's Creed. Oh, you Creed, just said something that has a plot and you said Kingdom Hearts. That's well, like nothing I but plot. Know. I know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but something that has like a clear, not like. Like, I don't like. I don't I mean I'm not. We don't have to include Kingdom Hearts in this because I don't really know anything about it. I have no idea. Kingdom Hearts is a very convoluted part of uh, plots. Like it's it's a plot that's mixed up in like eight different games. Well, I mean, the the types of games I like, like Halo, even though that is a story, it does follow a storyline. Yeah. It's really like a story with fighting in between. Yeah. Whereas I like games where any type of fight, it's mm -hmm. part of the story. Yeah. Like. The Last of Us. Mm -hmm. It's a story, and yeah, there's fighting and combat and things in that, but it's part of the story. It's not like, all right, all story is off until this fight is over. Like, right. Like, I just don't like that. And that's why I didn't like about the uh, the anthem demo. Yeah. Is that, and this is why like, we want to talk about this because we both watched the, or I played, she watched uh, the anthem demo, and uh, it was just kind of like. Here's the plot. Shoot some baddies and then come back and watch some more story. Yeah. And it was just, I just didn't have a lot of fun in it. Yeah. Um, and I'm not too excited about Anthem. Yeah. But here's the thing is that like everybody's excited about. And here's the other part. It's just talking about Anthem for just a, a quick second. I feel like the hype for Anthem kind of has died down lately. Do you feel that? Yes. Like when you said it, I was like, isn't this the game we were excited about a while ago? Yeah, like, before when they announced Anthem, they're like, this is going to change everything. You were so excited. Well, because I was excited about Drew Carpition, and then yeah. then he dropped off. Yeah. And I was like, oh, never mind. But, uh, yeah, everybody was just like super excited, like super jacked for Anthem. Nowadays, it's kind of like, yeah, yeah, Anthem's still coming out. Like, they're not as excited yeah. as they were when it first got announced. And I think demo has something to do with it it wasn't bad yeah like i remember watching jim sterling's video on it and he's usually really harsh on games 
And he's like saying like, it's not garbage. It's just not garbage. Like he said, it's okay. It's fun, but it's not going to invest me. And I think that's what I got from it. Yeah. I don't want to spend $60 on something that I probably will have fun with for a month tops. Yeah. Like even a month is kind of like being generous. Um, It wasn't bad. I'm just not excited for it. Yeah. And that's the thing. I have friends who are excited for Anthem. Mm Mm-hmm. And I just wasn't. And games are an investment. I want to spend my $60 on something that I'm really excited about. Exactly. You know? Um, I should have saved my money for Fallout 76. Like, I really should have. I think the same thing happened that... And this is another reason why I think I'm going to stop talking about Fallout 76. Is because I've just pretty much... You've exhausted everything. Yeah. Like, I wasn't excited about it when it was the the beta out and i just started to figure out like this isn't really my kind of game but my friends were buying it so i was like okay i guess i'll buy it out of obligation yeah and that was a stupid move on my part yeah i you shouldn't buy a game you, you shouldn't buy a 60 dollar video game for something that you're kind of meh about if you're meh about yeah. it wait till it's on sale mm-hmm. you know uh like what do you think I, I mean, I completely agree. Like, if you're not sure, don't buy it. Like, another example, though, that I was thinking of is that there are games that, like, you're not too into before, but then once it comes out and you see everyone type and you learn more about it, you can yeah. be, like, all gung-ho for it. Like, playing Last of Us and, like, me getting better mm-hmm. at the whole combat and that type of gaming that I'm just now getting into. Yeah. I was not excited for God of War. No. I thought it was just going to be another game that, like, I didn't play. Like, it kind of left me feeling left out of the gaming community. Girl. What? Uh, instead of boy. Oh, I know. Girl. But something like me not liking and being another thing that c- takes me out of the gaming community. But now that I'm getting better at those types of games and yeah. everything, and I'm learned about God of War and what more it's about, and I see, mm. the, I mean, the art in general just makes me want to play it. But now I'm like, but your backlog oh, is so I, heavy. I know. My backlog is... I've got too much to play. Actually, I don't, I don't have as much as you. Yeah, my backlog is pretty hefty. I just need to finish Beyond Two Souls, mm-hmm. The Last of Us, and start Detroit Becoming Human. But I know Detroit Becoming Human. Like, you I've watched, watched a playthrough, so like it's not like I'm missing out on the story. It's mostly yeah. me just wanting to play my own playthrough mm-hmm. and make my own decisions. Yeah. But I, now I'm just like, I would really like to play God of War now. Like, mm. let's, let's go. And, and that's the thing is that like talk about backlogs. It's just like I don't want to play this game because I want to play the games that I mm-hmm. want to play. I know they're older. Like um, like I'm just playing through Designer Two right now. Yeah. Like and there's like a, a game coming out pretty soon. Oh, uh, besides Anthem, there's another game that was coming out, and I was just like, I, I could, but I want to get through. Dishonored 2, right? Yeah. Oh, uh, Sekiro Shadows Die Twice. Yes. Uh, I, that looks pretty interesting, but I'll wait till it goes on sale. Um, Just because I want to get through my backlog. Why should I pay $60 and then it go into my backlog? Yeah. You know, I might as well wait until it it goes on sale, you know, and my backlog is, you know, pretty done because yeah. a game from, so- from software takes time. Mm-hmm. It takes a lot of time. Um. Especially Sekiro. It looks so good. Um, But again, I'm not on the hype train for that. 
because um, I, I have a backlog to go through. Yeah. But then there's games like uh, multiplayer games, such as uh, Apex Legends. Boom. Uh, but that's free to play, so it doesn't matter. But uh, yeah. Division 2 is coming out. So mm-hmm. I've pre-ordered that. I'm excited for it. Uh, oh, the beta comes out this Friday. Woohoo. Dope. Uh, so I pre-ordered that. And I think a multiplayer game that I'm excited for, I'll get right away. Yeah. Because the thing about multiplayer games is that, you know, then you got everybody hyped up. Everybody's playing it. And if you wait on the multiplayer game, usually people aren't playing it. Like that was my case for the first division where it was only me and Frank. Yeah. And like everybody else already had their like mm-hmm. playthrough. So they're just like, oh yeah, I'm kind of already done with division. Yeah. So the thing with multiplayer games is that if you don't get on it within a month. Yeah. Then like, you know, people start to die out. People start. And that's why you got 76 when you did. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, if you if you jumped into Fallout 76 right now, it's going to be empty. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. Uh, in fact, there, there's been a Reddit post like talking about why people are dropping off. And they're like, oh, I finally given up. That's the thing about multiplayer games. If you don't get on the hype train right away. Yeah. You're playing alone. Generally, play- there's th- games like Sea of Thieves that's like it's thriving right now. Xbox only. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, that's not much to say on. But there's some games where you can jump on right now and you'll be okay. But most of the time, I would say like um, like a console multiplayer. Yeah. Is you want to jump on it right away. Um, yeah. And then I also wrote this down is that the other part, and this is definitely telling of 2019. Um, just looking at everything that hasn't been announced yet. There are too many games coming out for everyone to like every single game to come out. You know, there's just way too many. Like I can think of Anthem metro exodus um no there's a couple others that i'm just totally blanking on but then there's division sakura shadows die twice apex legends uh that's just within like two months yeah and there's way more i'm i'm saving my time for outer worlds that's gonna be my game of the year just saying it's going to be but then i said that about fallout 76 so who knows but there's just too many games yeah there's way too many i don't think you're excited for really any games out there not right now. Like, I try looking through the PlayStation Store yeah. every once in a while and seeing if there's any games. But anytime I get excited for one, you're like, that was terrible. Yeah. I'm like, great, thanks. Because, <laughs> like, I'm like, oh, that looks interesting. And he, and he just goes, no, you don't get that. Yeah. That, that was, like, really, really bad. I was like, oh. Yeah. Because even though I like those other games, mm-hmm. I'm interested in them. I'm still kind of growing my mm. abilities and also Assassin's Creed is on the Xbox. No, no, no. It's all uh, well, my Well, my, I mean our Assassin's Creed is on the Xbox. Yeah, because I've I've been an Assassin's Creed fan since day one. Yeah. Like I still remember when I got the very first Assassin's Creed. Yeah. And I stayed home sick uh, from school just to play through the whole campaign. I um, honestly don't know if I want to play that in front of you. Uh because I'll be judgmental. Kinda. Yeah. <laughs> I no lie, I've played through Assassin's Creed probably twenty five times. Adam has this tendency when I play games to to just go like do this, <laughs> do, like he kind of like guides me, and I'm just like, or he tells me how like what decisions to make. I'm like, let me do it myself. I know. And I'm, I'm like, just like, be quiet. <laughs> especially Assassin's Creed because that's that's my series. Exactly. Like, so I think I'd rather play when you're not home. Yeah. 
And that's the other thing. Uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, for me, everybody's like, I love Odyssey. It's so great. But Where coming, you, you kind of got that as like a last minute thing. And I'm, I don't like Odyssey. Yeah. You, you, like you were excited when you first opened it up. Yeah. But then you're like, meh. Yeah. And it, you kind of forgot about it. Yeah, it's just because, like, for me, especially Origins, yeah. Origins was just so much better than Odyssey, in my opinion. Yeah. And I have to stress that, in my opinion, Origins yes. was so yes. much better. But everybody finds that Odyssey is a hit. In the same way, so uh, Odyssey was made by the same developers as Assassin's Creed Syndicate, and I did not like Syndicate. But people like Syndicate. People yeah, really, there are people who like it. Yeah, people absolutely love Syndicate. I thought it was a chore to get through. Yeah. And then people go for Odyssey, and Odyssey, like, whoa, I really like this. And again, Odyssey just feels like a chore to me. Versus Origins was made by the same makers as Black Flag. I loved Black Flag. Yeah. And everybody's like, oh, it was a good game, but not a good Assassin's Creed game. I like to argue that. But I loved Black Flag. I loved Origins. Yeah. Um... So you just don't, you're not a fan of that maker. And, and, that's, all. and that's the thing. It's just like, just because it's a hit and it, it was nominated for Game of the Year, which Origins got snuffed last year. Yeah. Origins was fantastic. That was the only season pass I've ever purchased in my entire life was the season pass for Origins. Yeah. Loved that game. And it didn't get nominated for Game of the Year. And yet Odyssey was. So here's another example of games that people can be really hyped for or mm. not give a single crap about. Yeah. Is 2K games. Oh, you're talking about like 2K19 or like NBA? Like NBA, this FIFA, like any of the sports oh, games. Sports games, yeah. Uh, like those things, like they that is a very specific market, mm -hmm. I feel. Yeah, and especially nowadays. Uh it used to be Madden was like a huge thing to get. Oh, I remember. Uh and now it's kind of dying out. Yeah. Um, people are still hype for it, but especially for 2K, uh, like NBA 2K. Um, and FIFA's still up there. But again, like, I just never really got into FIFA. I used to buy NHL every single year. But, I mean, like, that market in general, like, you're not going to hit all the gamers with that. No. But there are gamers who are, like waiting all yeah. year for the new 2k game i think a better example is that people who enjoy sports games only like sports games typically typically because you like sports games yeah i do like sports games and i like other games but uh usually and i and i know people who do this they only buy 2k like that's the only game they purchase and that's if a I, waste of a console it really is um and i try to tell them like hey you should play this game it's really hyped like no i'm okay they're like oh you should it's, you got uh, an Xbox, right? You should really get the Halo Master Chief Collection because mm -hmm. Halo is everything. Halo is life. No. And they're, yes. Um, but, <laughs> and they're just like, no, no. I, and their game, their hit is sports games. Yeah. They generally either play that or fighting games like Street Fighter. Yeah. That's their hit. And if that's what they want to spend their money on, so be it. Yeah. Like, not everyone. Is gonna want to play a really well narrative game. Yeah, uh, and, and that's the thing. If they just want to spend their, m I can make suggestions. Mm -hmm. Like if they ask me, like, "Hey, what's a really good game out there?" Life is strange. Yeah, like we always go for Life is Strange, especially for people who like say, like, "Well, I'm not really good at video games." Yeah. Like, you don't need any skill. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Do you, Do you like stories? Yes, Life is Strange. Yeah, season one, but. 
and and I also wrote that down. Is that um, talking about narrative games? Uh, not everyone is into multiplayer games. Yeah. But at the same time, not everyone's into narrative games. Yeah. So I'm generally one of those people that I'm not. If it's multiplayer only, you're you're gonna lose me. Yeah. I don't really play multiplayer games. We want to start this podcast as kind of like a way to reach out to people. Mm-hmm. But then if they say like, oh, you want to play a game with me? Like like multiplayer, like um, um, <laughs> I can't even name any because I don't play them. Uh, but Fortnite or some, yeah. something like uh, League of Legends, I'll generally be like, yeah, totally. I, I don't know why. I don't know what it is. I just I'm, I'm not really a multiplayer game yeah. uh, guy. Like I love Siege. Um, that's about it. I love Apex Legends. For some reason, Apex Legends is really speaking to me uh, at a personal level. Oh, my goodness. But then if I go to multiplayer only uh, players and I tell them like, hey, there's a really cool game coming out. They're like, oh, is there multiplayer? No, it's it's better. <laughs> like, And I'll tell them that they're like, uh, narrative games kind of bore me. And that's because they're competitive players. Yeah. Whereas like since we're movie people i think Mm -hmm. that's why we're attracted to those narrative games more because yeah we are part of the movie and we like having those storylines to follow you know rather than mindless playing and that's the thing if i'm gonna shoot something i i want a reason exactly like like in halo uh especially halo 2 uh with the with the arbiter scene and he's trying to go after the um the heretic right there there's a purpose for going after the heretic and you're going after him like you have this military strategy it's not a ton of strategy because it's halo um but there's a purpose behind it yeah you know there's a purpose behind what you're doing versus multiplayer games it's more for competitive nature you know i'm competitive but not in the way of video games yeah like you put me on the basketball court oh my goodness like i i get vicious man like (laughs) Uh, there was one. There was one game where my knees locked out, and they benched me. And I was like, "Don't, don't let he me." He still go. came in for the last minute. I came in for the last minute and did a chase down block. Yeah. Like I was like, and "No." Then he fell. Then I fell, but I still went after it. So put me on the court. You're done for. But in terms of video games, I j- that's my relaxation zone. Yeah. But not everybody's into multiplayer, and again, not everybody's into narrative. Sometimes narrative bores people. Yeah. And that's fine. You know, people want to spend their $60 on what they want to spend it on. There shouldn't be this obligatory purchasing for video games. Yeah. You shouldn't be called a gamer. Like, you, you shouldn't be defined as a gamer because you like only multiplayer games. You shouldn't be called a gamer because you don't like narrative games yeah. or anything like that. I hate when I see in the gaming community, there's gatekeeping happening. Yeah. You know? Like, like for you, for example, you're, you're just really getting to video games. Yeah. And like, oh, Liz, you don't like Halo. You're so you're not a real gamer. You, you don't drink G Fuel and, and play Halo and eat Doritos all day. Nom, nom, nom. I can't have Doritos. Yeah. My I, body would reject them. I don't think gamers eat Doritos. Do they eat Doritos? I don't eat Doritos I, anymore. Doritos I'm destroy sorry. Me. You love Doritos. I loved Doritos. Because no, now you they, still love them. You just deny your body Doritos. Well, yeah, that's the thing. Um, <laughs> last night in the Super Bowl, I had three slices of pizza and it destroyed me. Like, and I think it's just because I was on just a, a hefty diet that my body's like, oh, we don't register this anymore. So you're going to die. Yeah. 
versus and i told the people this like i i had a stomach ache i was like in high school i used to be able to eat an entire large don't judge me here it was a double bacon cheeseburger pizza and i ate a whole large one and i was still hungry that was in high school i remember when we were younger it would i would be like oh are you hungry you're like you just stare at me like liz yeah i'm always hungry i always said to people um especially in bible college because that's where the joke landed uh my hunger is like god's love it's everlasting <laughs> <laughs> and um but that was the thing i was just always hungry. now it's just kind of like i can't eat doritos because my body just gets like annihilated yeah literally just from yesterday usually adam doesn't work out on mondays because yeah. we just we we wake up we record we got a shower we got to go to the grocery store like we have so much to do on mondays yeah. that we just let's just chill we'll mm-hmm. go to the gym but even this morning adam's like i gotta go for a run yeah I yeah I, I, I ate too i ate disgusting yesterday i need to go run i'm like I okay bye um but yeah it was just three slices of pizza a taco no two tacos yeah, I had two tacos. I had three food benefits. You three, you had three feet of sugary treats. <laughs> well, I couldn't have pizza or tacos. Oh wait, tacos. no. Uh, each food by the foot is three feet long, so you had nine feet. Whatever. Yeah, you had nine feet. Well, of I couldn't sugary have treats. pizza or tacos. So you had fruit by the foot and Capri Sun. No, you didn't. No, have I did Capri not Sun. have Capri Sun because I don't like Capri Sun. Yeah. Anyways, um, I threw I had two bottles of water though, so like, I feel like that balances out. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Um, but let's close out this conversation okay. real quick. Uh, the thing we want to get the point across here with uh, not every hit game will be everybody's hit game is that gaming should not be a gatekeeping community. It shouldn't be that, oh, you don't like this game, then why are you even excited? Why are you even entering in here? Like, you're not excited for Anthem. You're not excited for Kingdom Hearts. Yeah. What are you even talking about? Or like for other people, like, Oh, you're not excited for Life is Strange? Like, do you not enjoy a really solid narrative? Oh, you're not um, you're you're not into Division Two, and that's a bad example because Division Two is like meh. But or or like even Fallout seventy six. Like, oh, you don't like Fallout seventy six? Don't call yourself a Fallout fanboy. Then it's just yeah. like, why? If I don't like one version of Fallout's, that doesn't mean I don't like Fallout. Yeah, exactly. You know. So I don't think gaming should be gatekeeping. I think we should just let people spend their money on what they're excited about, right? Video games are all about enjoyment. It's all about pleasing people. It's about entertainment. Why do we need to let players or why do we feel the need to have people feel obligated to enjoy a game? Yeah. I don't I don't like Kingdom Hearts. I don't like Disney. I don't, I don't like... Yeah, I think that's the main reason you don't like Kingdom Hearts, because you're not a Disney person. Yeah, I'm not a Disney person. Which I don't person. understand. I'm not a Disney we person. We can touch that on that another day. I'm not a JRPG fan, uh, and it just, it doesn't hit me, but I'm glad that people enjoy it, like I am. Yeah. But this shouldn't be like a gatekeeping about what you like or what you don't like. I think people should just do video games what they're meant to do. Yeah, do. For, for yeah, enjoyment. Play what makes you happy. Exactly. We're all gamers. We're all gamers here. Yeah. But like these developers, they 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 put this passion behind their games. Uh, some of them. Uh, <clears throat> Activision. Uh, but they, they put their passion behind their video games. And they what their goal is, is to let you enjoy their art. So just enjoy what art you appreciate. Yeah. Don't don't go out in there and say like, 
oh well everybody's excited about it, so i have to be no if you're not excited about it don't spend your 60 dollars yeah. on it wait till it's on sale more for us more for us yeah exactly but yeah just just spend your money what you want to spend your money on if you want to spend all your money on Fortnite skins, I'm judging you heavily, but you know what? Go for it. I don't care. That's that's your money. That's your money, man. Uh, whatever. But <laughs> you're contributing to the problem. No, I'm just kidding. Oh I'm my just goodness. kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, but yeah, I think that's a good place to close out on. Yeah. Buy what you want to buy. Enjoy what you want to enjoy. Play Sims. Play <laughs> Sims 4. Um, use gaming as enjoyment and not as gatekeeping, man. Yeah. So spread love. You know what I'm saying? Spread love, not hate, man. Peace. Um, we'd like to thank you all for listening to this week's episode. Uh, we'd like to invite you to follow us on Twitter at Gaming Groceries. Uh, you can follow me at Ace the Grocer. And I'm at Journey First. Uh, so you can tweet at us, uh, talk with us. We love to talk with you guys. We, we love co- having conversations with you. Uh, so feel free. Contact us. Let's go. Follow us. You can also follow us on, on Instagram, games and groceries, all one word. Uh, if you're listening to on uh, iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, whatever you're listening to us on, feel free to leave us some honest feedback and honest star rating. Uh, because the more views we get, the more attention we get on front pages, and the more attention oh, we get goodness. from Anchor. How you doing, Anchor? I know you hear this. Put us on a featured page. Here's the thing. They had a category list of games and hobbies and they took that off. And I'm like, and I emailed them. I'm like, so what am I trying to strive for then? Like, I want to be on featured. I'm trying to get on your featured page, but then you take out that featured page. Yeah. Put it back on anchor. Well, they took out all the pages. Now it's just one. No, I no, I emailed them and they said like, you're right. We should put back categories and they put on on all the categories. No, four. They put up four categories out of like 10 or 11 that they had. I'm like, so So I'm going to email again. I'm like, hey, come on. Give some love to gaming podcasts here. Yeah, we we still podcast just because we don't podcast about cereal. Yes, there's a podcast on Anchor about cereal. Go for it. People are weird. Um. But, I mean, if you want to listen to that, I'm not gatekeeping for podcasting either. Yeah. But I'm just like, give some love to gaming communities. I don't know. But I'm going to email it again. And again, and again, and again, and again, and again, 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 again. Put us on Featured, Anchor. Hashtag Road to Featured. Oh, jeez. So, uh, we'd like to thank you for listening to this week's episode. Uh, we hope to uh, talk to you again next week. And uh, we just hope you have a good week. We want to spread love here on this podcast. So, we love you very much. Have a good week.